what are some of the challenges? What are, what are some of the problems that tra- transgender people have to face in their daily life? But I've been very blessed with the reception that I got from my family, friends, my colleagues at work. I mean, from the moment that I posted that letter, I feared uh, the normal. You know, you get chastised, lose your job. Um, people would turn their backs on you, but it was exactly the opposite. And I totally underestimated the friends and family I have, I think. But the challenges that people face and, and appreciate this is that being different in society already creates a problem for you. So being, in, you know, being transgender and particularly being one of the most marginalized parts of the sort of identity um, spectrum is, is it creates an environment of fear. And so with that fear naturally, like anything in life that's feared, comes the reaction of, of how people deal with fear. And it's, fear is dealt with in verbal abuse, bullying, marginalization, um, you know, and that leads on to, and you heard Caitlin Jenner talking about the deaths. I mean, I think I stand corrected on the numbers, but up until sort of last year, this time, there were 238 transgender murders related directly to the fact they were transgender um, worldwide, which is, which is pretty, pretty, people might not say that's a lot, but that is, you know, it's unnecessary to be killed for who you are. Well, it is a lot. One death too many, uh, one death is one too many, so it is a lot. Absolutely. No, and, and I think the, the key issue here is that you know, while there's a balance to be struck between acceptance, and I think this is the, this is the key issue, because a lot of people feel, I feel that that anyway, that when people want to want to accept something, they feel that somehow now they agree with, partake, and or become part of what you're doing. Um, I, I'm going to use a very simple example, and 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 it, it's, it's it is based in religion, but but maybe this will help help bring an understanding of what I'm trying to put across. Is if you if you're a Christian, for example, and you believe in God then you have to believe that the devil exists. It doesn't mean you believe in the devil, but it's part of your process. Um, I'm not saying that transgender people are evil in any way, not at all, mm. but, but it's, the, it's, it's the acceptance. And I think there's nothing wrong with accepting people. You know, I get, I get a lot of positivity, but on, on Facebook I do. I get a lot, of, a lot of hate mail. And instead of sort of defending myself, what I try and do is engage those people and ask them why they feel the way they do. Because at the end of the day, it's a mutual respect. You know, I can't ask people to accept me if their moral, spiritual or other beliefs don't line, you know, aren't in line with the way I see the world. So it's a, it's a balance and I think, I think that's, that is crucial and if, you know, when my family was a prime example, you know, I was living full time as a woman in Johannesburg, came back to Cape Town, um, my mom has been, who has been incredible asked me to, you know, if I could not dress as a girl when they initially went out with her. Now a lot of transgender people would be screaming and shouting, how could you let them do that to you? But you know, it was, it was a slow process. I gradually got changed at home. Um, and then day by day, they accepted it. And now, you know, I'm going out with my mom in the daytime, fully dressed as who I am. No problem. She's proud to be with me. So I think there has to be a balance. And I think forcing an issue on people without educating them is the, is the fundamental problem. Mm, and I think that's why this conversation is important. Uh, because if you are a parent and you notice that your child um, is gender non-conforming so what do you do as a parent what would you what advice would you give to parents in terms of how they can deal with that situation I would would say firstly talk to your kids listen to what they're saying I mean especially especially people who are you know who have very specific structures in their moral values and, and belief structures in life listen to your child you know, your child's not going to come to you and say things to you to destroy or upset your life. Um, but conversely, if you don't listen, you can actually do a lot of damage. The second thing is I'd say get informed. You know, I think that what you're doing today and allowing me to be to be a voice for, for people who can't be is amazing. Um, and it's a very humbling pro- you know, process that I'm going through at the moment. But I think that, 
You know, the, it, it's, it's first of all communication. You know, when you talk to somebody about an issue, you can gather some kind of idea of where they are. People are too scared to talk about it. I mean, I lived in fear from the age of five. So, so I think had I be, if I had to look back in time, certainly I wouldn't want to hide and lie about myself. That's, that's the first active process you take. But I think that, that's, that's crucial. I think the other part is get, invi- get advice from solid and, and reliable sources. Don't talk to your friends at the local coffee shop or, you know, if you, if you want to. I mean, an example, for, um, we had a family that contacted us from Johannesburg whose um, son is 21 and, and, and had, had, you know, after seeing Carte Blanche, spoke to the mother about it. The mother's now contacted my mom and she's flying down in November to come and meet us and have a chat. So, I mean, you know, what, what an amazing opportunity. There are people, for example, um, I don't know if I should use his name, but he, is, uh, he has been working for a very, very long time in the transgender community. His name is Ron Adenel. Um, Adenel. He is somebody that, you know, if you Google him, um, have a look where he is, send him an email. He's extremely knowledgeable. My doctor who did my surgery, um, actively involved with, uh, with the gender unit at UCT, and then gender dynamics. I think is, um, you know, South Africa is very, very forward-thinking, believe it or not, in the framework of the law when it comes to transgender people. However, in the actual application, as, as the case in many areas, it's, 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 not, it's not being done that way. But the fact that the framework is there allows people to actually operate properly within it. So as a parent, um, if you have a child who is gender-fluid, not necessarily transgender, they can be, you know, whether they're gay or bisexual or lesbian or whatever the identity that they, they're trying to identify with, I think the first step is to talk. Mm-hmm. Second, second step is get, 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 in, get, you know, get into contact with people who know and talk to the people who, who have experience. They can get some clarity for you. And from there, then it's a responsibility process. You know, the WPATH and the, uh, was the, is the governing body for the way that transgender people should go through their transitions. A lot of people do it behind closed doors. They do it stealth. They don't go to doctors, which creates a lot of problem because you're looking at medical issues, health issues, liver, kidneys. So, you know, doing it above board is important. But all these processes you need to, you need to find out before you decide to make and, do, and, and make these decisions. 